Hello and welcome to our Walk into Retirement with a Plan podcast. Just for reference point, this podcast is being recorded on June 16, 2020, just before phase two measures of COVID-19 in Ontario. In today's episode, we will walk through some important considerations for home and auto insurance in retirement. From coverage tips to understanding your options, we discuss a wide range of relevant insurance topics for anyone planning to retire or already retired. I'm your host, George Ning, and with me today are my colleagues, Andrea Hadlington and Robin McDonald. Today, we're going to talk about home and auto insurance coverage and the exclusive value offered by OTIP to members of the education community. We all know we have to have insurance. Without insurance, driving a vehicle, owning a home, or your own business would present an unaffordable risk, since without insurance, we would have to pay out of pocket for any mishaps that took place from major car accidents to liability lawsuits. There are so many factors to consider when it comes to selecting an insurance provider and price and service are always top of mind, especially when faced with the unfortunate situation of having a claim. We explain in our webinars and in-person retirement workshops that having a broker on your side is much like having a union to represent you. The union doesn't work for the employer, they work for you. So today we will discuss broker versus insurer, working from home, during COVID-19? Should I get a quote even if loyal to current broker? How can I save on home and auto insurance? Home inventory discussion, liability insurance, how much an umbrella insurance, some snowbird tips, buying that country dream home, and we'll have a discussion around auto insurance. I will now pass the mic to Robin. So let's get started. Hi, George. You know, OTEP's been a a broker uh, for home and auto insurance since the early 1980s. Now, you know, way back then, at that time, calling a 1-800 number to get an insurance quote was foreign to many people who were used to dealing with their own, perhaps, you know, small brokerage firm in their town. Well, people quickly learned that OTEP meant buying power, and we grew quickly in popularity. We were saving people money. Soon teachers and others in the staff room across Ontario told their colleagues about the savings available at OTIP. And here we are decades later, and now we're able to help not just teachers, but anyone in Ontario who works in education. That would be preschool, elementary, secondary, post-secondary, and all occupation groups as well. Not only that, we have a strong reputation for saving money and providing great service and our own dedicated claims team as well. Andrea, I understand, and I've mentioned that OTIP is an insurance broker. What's the benefit of a consumer dealing with a broker versus an insurance company directly? Absolutely, Robin. Let's look at the main difference between working with an insurance broker and directly with an insurance company. When you call an insurance company directly, like TD or Desjardins, Bel Air, you'll speak with a provincially licensed insurance agent who sells one insurance company's products to you, the consumer. An agent will help consumers select the right insurance to buy, but only represents their insurance company in the transaction. So OTIP is a broker, not an insurance company. An insurance broker is also a provincially licensed organization who represents consumers in their search for the best insurance policy for their needs. 
So our team consists of licensed registered insurance brokers who work closely with our members to research coverage, terms, conditions, and price. And then we recommend the insurance policy and the insurance company that best fits our members' needs. So unlike insurance agents who represent one insurance company, a broker's primary duty is to the client. So OTIP works with a variety of insurance companies to provide options to our members. You can just imagine the constant training and investment um, in educating a team of brokers like us working for you at OTIP um, that are committed to you in order to stay on top of all the different insurance company products and changes so that we make sure that we advise you completely and clearly. Uh, we know that you rely on us to help you make the right decision. And uh, just so you know, OTIP retains 95% of the home and auto business we write. So we know we're doing something right because that's unheard of in the insurance industry. And because of our sheer size, as you mentioned earlier, we have our own claims unit. It's called Curo, and we can do things for you at the time of a claim that others just can't. In the event of a claim, you still communicate with OTIP, with a member of our Curo claims team. For example, when a member is in an accident, a car accident that is, the Curo team will be there to help facilitate next steps from calling a tow truck, coordinating repairs, um, working with the rehabilitation specialist and setting up physical therapy for our members. And when required, the Curo team will also be there to guide a member through mediation with the other insurance company and to advocate for members in the event that a claim goes to trial. And this is where we demonstrate our commitment to our relationship uh, with you, our members. And this ability to go the extra mile among its many other services is what separates the Curo Claim Services team from other insurance claim departments in the industry. Um, thanks for that. Andrea, before we move into discussing insurance needs during retirement, let's say that I'm no longer using my car to travel to work. What should I do with my car or for that matter with my home insurance? Anything different? Well, it's important to know that there is no across the board way to reduce auto insurance rates in the industry. Rather, some insurers have come out with details of their own programs. There are many factors to consider when determining the impact of these programs on your own auto insurance policy. But there is, um, this is an option if you're no longer using your vehicle to drive to work, which is the case today during, we're still in the COVID-19 um, situation, I guess you could, you could say. Um, so by changing your vehicle use to pleasure from, you know, coverage for your daily commute to work, it's indicating that you're driving less than a specified number of kilometers a year. So any potential savings will be based on the length of your typical commute. As a result, your savings may be minimal. Um, and we've been seeing on average, it could range between three to $50 per year. But I wanna make this point very clear. When you return to your regular commute, you will need to contact OTIP to adjust your policy and your premiums will be adjusted accordingly. If you did not use your vehicle to drive to work before COVID-19, you may not see any savings. If you do make a change, it is your responsibility to update us or your broker when your driving habits change. We can then work with you to ensure that you have the right coverage for your needs. If your coverage does not match your driving habits, there is a risk that 
um, if you had a claim, it could be denied. Okay, thanks. Andrew, does working from home impact uh, one's home insurance at all? Uh, That's a great question, Robin. And there's two ways to look at this. You're either working from home for your employer or you're running your own business from home. So with respect to now working at home during COVID-19, for example, generally a standard home insurance policy doesn't cover valuables in your home that belong to your workplace. So it's a good idea to check with your broker to see if you need additional coverage for that equipment that you're bringing home. Now, if you've decided to run a business from home, you need to speak to your insurance broker before starting the business, regardless of the type of business. Um, If you're selling an item to a customer, you can be liable for injury that could occur to the client while using the product that you sold them. As a home-based business uh, is a significant change to your policy, a claim may not be covered and a home policy may no longer be valid. So different insurance companies have different requirements with respect to your home insurance policy, such as having to show proof of a commercial general liability policy or confirmation that sales do not extend outside of Canada. Um, But you can always call and talk to us about your business and we'll explain OTIP's home business protector so that there are no surprises if there is a claim. Denial of a claim for misrepresentation is a whole other conversation and could really be its own podcast episode. So, a- Andrea, I know somebody, they're retired, and they sell, believe it or not, teacups. They, they go to auction sales and buy teacups and then sell, resell them on Kijiji. Is that considered a home business? That's still a business. Are you making money and advertising and promoting these items to sell? That's a business. You are yeah. making money and you're putting yourself out there as a, uh, as somebody who is initiating a, tr- a, a transaction, right? For money. Yeah. All right. Thanks. So to learn more about your coverage options and request changes to your existing auto policy, please call in and speak with one of my colleagues at 1-833-615-9326. Please remember, it is possible to have a different insurance company for your auto insurance than you do for your home insurance. However, bundling your auto and home insurance will give you additional savings. Andrea, if you've been with the same insurance company for many years, uh, really, is there any point in getting a quote from another company? I mean, would that length of service give you any type of discount? For sure. Um, One thing is you might save money (laughs) and get better service than you're used to. Um, OTIP is very focused on the needs of the education community and fundamentally because we're owned by the four education unions in Ontario. We understand our members and develop and design our product offerings around them. And there are benefits to working with us like the discounts and advantages that we offer our listening members um, that who may not be receiving these now with their current uh, insurance providers, like our special group discounts. Um, the choice and advocacy a broker provides if they're currently working with an insurance company directly. That, that could be an advantage. Um, having our own in-house claims department. And of course, the Advantage program. And it's also, you know, it's free and really convenient to get a quote. And there's no obligation to, to sign up with us. Our listeners can either call in or use our online quoting system. And, you know, most importantly, it's always a good idea to get a second opinion on your insurance policy. I I can tell you that when I was actively serving customers 
on the front lines, you could say. A second pair of eyes usually see something missing or not necessary. And as well, you might find a different person explaining your policy wordings to you clarifies things that may have seemed confusing before. As brokers, we're trained to explain your insurance in a way that you understand and make sure that things are clear before we're done working on your inquiry, whatever it, whatever, for whatever reason you may have called in. So Andrea, what are some ways, practical ways that I can save premium on my home and car insurance? Well, um, with respect to the OTIP group home uh, and auto program, members of the education community can save up to 25% on their car insurance when they insure both their home and auto insurance OTIP and also bundling your home and auto insurance um, will give you as high as a 50% uh, discount on your home insurance in the first year. Fair enough. Let's break the discount options down a bit more so our listeners can see how they can save in retirement though. Yes, I'm happy to explain some of the savings. And uh, just remember that when you call in for a quote, our OTIP brokers will also go through these um, to make sure that you don't miss out on some of these too. So some of our discounts are our worry-free bundles, driving record protector, our disappearing deductible. Um, that feature actually reduces your deductible by 20% for each year you don't have a claim. And you might even be eligible for a zero deductible at the time that we write your business too. So make sure to ask about that. Uh, we have our on the road guarantee that minimizes disruption in your life. So if your car is damaged in an accident, um, there is going to be coverage for rental car or even public transportation if necessary. If you have a newer home, you might qualify for a discount if your home is less than 30 years old. And if you're mortgage free, well, a discounted rate may apply in that case as well. And of course, if you are claims free with an exemplary claims history, you'll pay less. And um, you may also be eligible for a discount if your home is protected by a monitored alarm system. And if you insured your home through OTIP for three years or more, and the home could also be discounted if your vehicle is also insured with OTIP. So Andrea, I have another question. And the, and the reason I'm asking this question is there was a break-in on our street um, oh, a couple of years back, but it really concerned the whole neighborhood. So is it worthwhile for me to have an inventory of my possessions for insurance purposes? Anytime you can be prepared for the unexpected, there are advantages. You never know when you could experience a loss and need to file an insurance claim. And if you have had the unfortunate experience of a burglary on your premises and had belongings stolen, you know how much detail is required when completing not only that police report, but the information required in submitting a claim. It can be so stressful and overwhelming, and you're already not in the right mindset to do this. Um, so some of the things that um, you could use in managing that process of filing the reports, et cetera, could include photo evidence, receipts, or in the case of jewelry, um, jewelry appraisal documents. So there are benefits to having a prepared home inventory. And even if you rent or you own a condo, if you're insuring stuff, you should have an inventory. So here are some of the benefits. The first thing is you're going to know what you have and where it is. You may even find that you need a separate policy to insure um, some of your special items like jewelry or artwork or um, incredibly valuable 
things that you've inherited that are irreplaceable or priceless to you. Um, it can also help you choose your coverage limits when you're speaking with your broker. Um, and of course, at the time of a claim, it provides proof of purchase prices and ownership of these items. All right. Well, I think you've convinced me that I should do something. So what, what are some practical ways in which I, I need to tackle this? Well, there's, there's a lot of ways and it's going to really depend on what medium that uh, form of media that you're more, most comfortable with, I guess you could say. So, I mean, you could make a hard copy of a home inventory, you know, many homeowners keep a log book or a binder with a complete list of personal items. Um, you could make a digital home inventory file uh, with Excel or a Word document um, to maintain a digital record. Uh, a home inventory photo collection is an effective visual way to track your items and prove that you own them. Or you can make a video. That's also a popular option. Walk through your house and outline the items that you own. The option you choose is up to you. Um, but it may be best to include a combination of all the above to create a thorough home inventory for insurance and personal purposes. So um, here's a couple more tips. Break that list down by room. Start a home inventory list from scratch can be a, a pretty daunting task. So if you simplify it by breaking it down by rooms, it could be a little bit more fluid and keep detailed records. The more detailed, the better. Um, include as much information as possible, especially for high ticket items. Uh, include dates, if possible. Include the dates that you purchased um, the items in your records. And don't forget the small stuff. Small things can add up. The clothing that you have that might be designer, for example, or inherited wedding dresses, etc. Um, every dollar counts. And as I mentioned before, include receipts for high ticket items. Try to keep receipts for all high ticket items. Keep a paper copy or scan it um, if you prefer to have digital records. Um, and don't forget <laughs> the garage and outdoor property. We get so focused on what's inside the walls that we forget about personal items in the garage and the shed stuff in your backyard, some of our patio furniture, you know, it's almost like a whole separate room of our house um, value wise. And of course, in the digital world, keep backup files, always create a backup file for your home inventory. You can photocopy a paper list to make a digital file and store that list on a USB or in the cloud or on your Google Drive or Dropbox. Um, whatever is easiest for you. But in the event of a fire, unfortunately, if it's stored in your house, it's probably not going to be retrievable um, at that time. Yeah. And if I keep it on my computer and then my computer's stolen, then <laughs> exactly where, where am I, right? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So one of the other areas of coverage that I've often wondered about is, is the liability section. Uh, and it can be, you know, I'm confusing. Uh, so A, how much liability insurance does one need? And what the heck is an umbrella policy? Well, when it comes to liability insurance, that part of your homeowner's policy that we know that we have to have, 
Our rule of thumb here at OTIP is to carry no less than $2 million um, in coverage limits on your car and on your property coverage, actually. $1 million these days is not a lot of money anymore, and a lawsuit settlement um, could suck that limit dry as, as lawsuit settlements continue to climb. An umbrella policy is actually an additional policy um, that behaves just the way it's described as an umbrella. So if you have a $1 million umbrella, it will cover all the underlying policies that you have, like your auto policies, your home, your cottage, your toys, like if you have sea-doos, quads, ski-doos, etc., um, so if their underlying policies are $2 million, that umbrella is increasing it by another $1 million, so that your total liability limit on each of those is now $3 million. So this is actually an excellent coverage for our members with more than the traditional single car and home or renter's policy. When you have more stuff, you have more liability and you have a larger exposure if you were to be sued simply um, simply because you have larger assets, you're, you're a bigger target. So having umbrella policies are a cost-effective way of enhancing um, your liability limits over your portfolio. All right, thanks. All right, Andrew, let's say I, I'm, I've just retired or I'm going to be retiring soon. So do you have any tips about what auto insurance coverages I should now review because I'm retired? Yes, definitely. Um, the Ontario auto policy can be confusing at the best of times, but I do want to highlight a couple areas that our retiring members should consider. On average, um, 165,000 people are injured in a car accident every year in Canada. And we know that our retired members are going to remain mobile. So this is an important conversation to have. So I want to look at the accident benefits portion of the auto policy in particular, and specifically the options that policyholders have to increase their coverages. Everyone who has an, an insurance policy, sorry, an auto insurance policy in Ontario has the basic accident benefit coverage. But what our members may not know is that there are options for them to increase um, this based on their needs. For discussion, let's use a retired OTIP member called Tammy and assume that she has an RTIP policy too. That's what we call OTIP's Retirement Health Benefits Plan. So Tammy is single, but she does live in her own home and she also cares for her dependent elderly mother. So for the case of this discussion, let's say Tammy has had an auto collision. And unfortunately, she has sustained a leg injury that renders her immobile for six months with a potentially um, long two years of recovery time to get her back to where she was prior to the accident. Some examples of costs that Tammy may incur are medical assessments, perhaps about $2,000 each time, medical examinations, maybe about $1,500 each time, and physiotherapy costs, that can cost between $3,000 to $4,500 every 60 days. And not to mention the costs associated with nurses visiting Tammy in her home, costs of building ramps for the wheelchair accessibility to her home, and more. 
So here's how the auto insurance policy could respond in Tammy's case. She would be able to claim under the basic accident benefit coverages up to $65,000 for medical rehabilitation and attendant care as this was a non-catastrophic injury. This amount can deplete very quickly. And remember that under the RTIP plan, the combined limit for paramedical coverages, including physiotherapy, is $1,250 a year. So with a serious car injury, um, Tammy will be relying on the accident benefits coverage of her auto policy. And if she opted to increase the optional limits to $130,000, she would have more coverage and less risk of having to dip into her retirement savings for these medical costs. Now, let's not forget about Tammy's mom, who is legally her dependent. The Ontario Auto Policy does not include caregiver coverage on the basic policy. If Tammy had added it to her auto policy, she would have coverage up to $250 per week to pay for help to care for her mom while she is immobile. Not only that, the basic coverage does not include coverage for housekeeping or home maintenance expenses for non-catastrophic injuries. Tammy would have had to add this coverage as well in order to claim these costs. Interesting, Andrea. So if perhaps Tammy was still teaching occasionally in retirement and had a small income, she could have been able to claim the loss of income then under the accident benefits policy as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that that is something for people to understand is what you are entitled to under the basic coverages and what options you have to increase those. So definitely ask about that. And really, all of this is to illustrate why it is so important to discuss all your options with respect to accident benefits, um, that part of the auto policy here in Ontario. And we've only touched on a couple of them. So I would I also want to point out that it really doesn't cost much more to add these options. So talk to your broker about it. Mm, Thanks. So future, let's talk about snowbirds and we might have a few future snowbirds on the line. Can you provide some tips regarding things to consider before heading south? So a lot of people are going to fly south and put the cars to bed while they're away. So some of the things that we're going to need to know is where will your car be parked? If it's at another location, you must change the postal code to where it is located and follow up with us to ensure that this postal code is updated in the spring when the car gets back on the road. Um, We also will need to reassess who is driving the remaining cars on the policy if if you're not putting them to bed per se, and be sure that all operators and their losses are reallocated to the vehicles they're driving and how these vehicles are being used. Sounds complicated, but just call in and talk to us about what you're planning to do and we'll, we'll walk you through it. Now, if someone is parking their only vehicle, there is an endorsement that called the OPCF 1617. And this must be added in Ontario and requires a signature prior to adding this. This endorsement ensures that coverage stays in place when our members are not driving their own car. For example, the accident benefits, the liability, the collision, if their vehicle were to be struck by a hit and run driver while it's parked. And keep in mind that this only applies within Canada 
and the U.S. So if you're planning on going further south or outside of those um, territories, this coverage would actually not apply. So if you have a condo in Mexico, for example, whole different story. Now, vehicles that are leased, this is important to understand. Leased vehicles cannot have their coverage reduced unless a letter of permission is provided by the leasing company. This is a contractual obligation that lessors cannot reduce coverage. So we are not able to do that since the leasing company actually owns the vehicle. So in addition, a couple more things for snowbirds to think about when they're heading out of Ontario for the winter month um, is that there is a declaration rule if the vehicle is out of Ontario for six months or more. And what that means is you need to tell us <laughs> if you're going to have your vehicle outside of Ontario for more than six months. Um, and if you understand legal terminology, losses generally resort to tort settlements when you're in the U.S. And just to just to explain this in Ontario layman's um, words, no-fault insurance does not apply in most cases in the States. So please remember that. So another thing to remember is if you rent a vehicle and you're using the insurance from your own car insurance, that and it's called a OPCF SCF 27. So if you're using that coverage from your own auto policy to cover a rental car, the coverage applies for 30 days and up to $50,000 Canadian in Canada and the US only. And only listed drivers on the policy are covered. So if you need higher limits, uh, more than 50,000 dollars based on your rental agreement perhaps please talk to us about that so now let's talk about leaving your home while you go down south so when an insured person's home is going to be unoccupied for four or more consecutive days we do ask that they have either of these three things in place somebody checking that house daily a, maybe a competent neighbor or trusted family members drain all the water lines to prevent a freezing a claim arising out of freezing pipes or have an, a, a monitored alarm for temperature control um, installed so that if the temperature goes to freezing an alarm will alert somebody to respond accordingly at your location some of the other um, discussions that uh, we've had with our members when we're helping them to get ready to leave their home vacant is do you have timers on the lights so that it looks like somebody's home when it's dark out? Do you have somebody collecting your mail or is it maybe being forwarded to your Southern location? Um, is somebody shoveling your driveway or your uh, sidewalk in front of your house? And a really big thing in the digital world is don't post where you are on social media at all times because those Facebook trollers, they're going to figure out that, hey, that house is empty. That's a perfect target for us. Um, and also to avoid fires, shut down or disconnect electronics and automatic appliances. Anytime things are plugged into the walls, there's electric current being conducted. So unplugged toasters or anything that doesn't need to be um, plugged in. 
We have a really great article actually on our website um, that gives you 10 tips for safeguarding your home while you're away. So I, I do suggest coming online and, and checking that out as well. All right. So Andrea, some of our listeners may be contemplating purchasing a country property. Maybe they're finally realizing their dreams of a home outside of the city. Can we talk about some of the things our members should consider with respect to insurability of these properties? Yes, of course. Um, I'm one of those people that would love to have a country retirement property. And um, this is an important discussion because we spend years and years working really hard to get to retirement and having that dream house. So if your dream house is in the country, um, I, I want to make sure that you have some important information uh, while you're starting to look for those properties. So just from an insurance perspective, I'm going to throw some words out there to get us started to um, starting to think about what to consider. So there's septic tanks, oil tanks, and oil tank inspections, wood stoves, wood stove inserts, wet certificates, shuttle tanker service, hobby farms, renting out storage for uh, additional income, Airbnb and bed and breakfast, electrical ESA certificates. We could go on, but let's see why some of these may be important to our listeners. So let's talk about water for a second. If you haven't lived in the country before, you might think that because you won't necessarily be relying on municipal water services, you won't need sewer and backup water coverage on your home uh, insurance policy. That is not the case. These coverages will still be necessary in the event that water backs up into your home from sources like septic. A septic backup can be pretty disgusting and very damaging and expensive to clean up and repair. So if a backwater valve can be installed to prevent water and waste from entering any home, this can actually provide a discount on some insurance policies. And that's something our OTIP team will be able to advise you on. Another service that could be different in the country will be your source of energy. You might have an oil tank or a propane tank on your new homestead. So with respect to oil tanks, these must be inspected properly before they can be insured, especially if they are coming up to that 20-year mark. Not only can they be environmentally hazardous if they leak, it can be very costly to remove and clean up. An insurance company can request a copy of a certificate of inspection before they'll even entertain insuring the property. This also applies in the case of older homes like beautiful heritage farmhouses or even urban heritage homes that perhaps have aging electrical systems or remnants of old electrical systems that include knob and tube wiring. And in this case, an ESA, Electrical Safety Authority, an ESA certificate could be required and can only be issued by a designated electrical safety inspector. But sellers of some of these properties are already aware that in order to sell these homes, that these items um, are a concern to potential buyers, and they may have already arranged for necessary inspections to be done and might supply them to your real estate agent to show you. Um, but this is a good head start and usually indicative that the current owners have done their due diligence to maintain the property. Now, some of our members might be looking to supplement their income by running a bed and breakfast or renting out space in an empty barn to store cars or trailers. 
you must advise your broker if you are planning to do any of these things. Not only are you now running a business on your property, but you will have other people's belongings in your care, custody, and control. OTIP has policies that can cover these new ventures, so please talk to us about the options available to you before you start endeavoring down that path. We'll explain the risks and the coverages that you need to protect yourselves and your guests. If you don't disclose that operations like these are running on your premises, a claim could be denied and the result could be a very expensive experience that could just ruin your dream retirement. Andrea, you know, my wife and I have often thought about, wouldn't it be nice to live in a country? Mm -hmm. I, I had honestly no idea that there was so much to other things to consider other than just what is my address going to be in the country? And I think that's a really good reason to call an, an insurance broker and get a, get this all information that you need and what the implications are before you buy the property. Oh, for sure. Like most people don't realize that some insurance companies don't want an oil tank inside the house, for example. I mean, I can tell you from doing home inspections I have gone into musty old farmhouses into their cellars and pushed my way through cobwebs to get oh. to these. I'm not kidding. And dug my way through the cobwebs and finally got to the thing, the oil tank in, in this particular case. So I know that no one had been down there to service that in a long time. I couldn't even find the serial number on that to do the inspection photos. Wow. Pretty scary. Yeah. That was some really interesting tips that you provided there, Andrea, concerning home and auto insurance. Uh, one of the things we often get asked about are, are our fur babies. So, Robin, can you advise, uh, you know, in respect to adding our furry friends to our household? Um, now that people are retired, they have a bit more time, maybe they want to add one of our little uh, fur babies. What does it take and what kind of insurance coverage can they get? Sure, George. Well, we we're happy to refer our members to one of our insurance company's products. It's Economical Insurance's Pet Secure, and it's available to all OTIP group members, even if they don't have their home and auto insurance with Economical Insurance or with OTIP at all. And on top of that, there's a 5% discount. So information about Pet Secure can be found at petsecure.com slash OTIP or 1-888-920-7176. That's 888-920-7176. Now, PetSecure customers can choose among four coverage plans and all PetSecure plans contain coverage for accidents, illness, routine dental care. And unlike other pet insurance companies, PetSecure also offers coverage for vet exams, taxes, and hereditary conditions, as long as they are not pre-existing. PetSecure supports preventative care through their top tier plan, which offers annual wellness coverage. OTIP brokers can't help you make the decisions, however. You'll have to speak with a PetSecure rep about which coverage best suits your needs. With respect to what your home policy covers for pets in the event of a claim, please call in and review with one of our team members as each home policy has different coverages. 
And and I was going to say that is definitely something to think about, especially if you have a large dog and maybe they bite somebody. You are now well, liable to well, that. Or a small dog. Oh, oh that's you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you do need to understand how you're covered by your home insurance for that particular um, case. Yeah, good point. Well, listen, I think we're wrapping up here and I want to just thank everybody for uh, listening in to uh, what uh, myself, Andrea and George had to say about home and auto insurance and I hope you found it interesting. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure um, doing these episodes with you guys. Yeah. Same goes for me. I want to thank you both, Andrea and Robin, for a very insightful look into the home and auto insurance. I mean, I learned a lot today and also I learned how important the role of the broker can be in determining what home and auto insurance coverage is right for me. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the fourth and last episode in the series of our Walk Into Retirement with a Plan podcast. We want to thank you for listening to us and we hope that you have enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed producing them. As always, if you have any questions, please visit our website at www.otip.com or call into our Life and Living Benefits line at one 800 267-6847. And if you have any questions or comments concerning this podcast, please contact us at otipevents at otip.com. Again, thank you and have yourself a great day. <laughs>